Sarah Katz. Do you want to live a more optimistic life? Well, I'm here to help. In this podcast, I'll be discussing a variety of topics, such as positivity, motivation, and self-love, to ultimately inspire you to live your best and blessed life. So, let's chat. This is... Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Scats Chats. I'm so excited to be here with all of you once again, and I can't believe we are already in the month of April. I mean, this is month four of 2021, and I can't believe we're already here. I mean, the weather is getting warmer, you know, here in LA, and COVID is looking better in the surrounding area. So it's just it's just becoming a really exciting time. And also, I'm just still so busy with school, my internship, my part-time job, even finding a job post-college, which is taking up a lot of my time. And I can't believe that I'm graduating college in less than two months. That is so crazy to me. So very busy and very exciting time. And also, uh, my college is going to have a virtual ceremony. Unfortunately, we won't be able to meet in person and walk across the stage and be handed my diploma in person. But you know what? I want to make sure that we are all being safe and I'm just really, really ready to get my degree and start this new chapter in my life. And I already got my cap and gown in the mail last week, so it's becoming really real for me. So that's really exciting. So today is the first edition of our segment called Ask Scats, where you submit questions to me, Scats, that is me, and I answer them here on the show. Now, this is a really great format because a listener may ask a question about a certain topic that someone else or maybe two other listeners may be going through the same exact thing. So this is a great way to give you all tailored wisdom and insight. So I have received a lot of questions and I really want to thank all of you for submitting those questions. I, I got a lot and I'm going to answer several of them here and I've saved a couple of them for future use to kind of inspire future episode topics. So I'm really looking forward to answering some of your questions. So let's get into it. All right. The first question that I received here is, do you ever experience existential anxiety? How do you cope? I thought about this and I haven't really experienced too much of this type of anxiety. I think just a few times when I was younger, when I was trying to figure out who I was kind of in those middle school and high school times. And if anyone doesn't know existential anxiety, to quote the clinical psychologist Wendy Greenspun, she says, it involves all-encompassing questions about the meaning and purpose of life and one's place in the world. So, Again, I've experienced this probably in my middle school to high school time, just kind of trying to figure out who I was, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and all that good stuff. So some tips that I came up with to kind of handle or cope with this existential anxiety. 
First off is to just write about it. You know, jot down what you're feeling in a journal and writing can just help you make more sense of your thoughts and your emotions. And to me, when I journal, it just feels so nice to get things out on paper just to kind of reflect on it and kind of write down what I'm feeling exactly. And the second thing I thought of is to just believe in yourself and know that you have the potential to become whoever you want to be. There are, I thought about this the other day actually, there are many paths of life and I think that someone doesn't necessarily have to go to college to be successful in life or make a lot of money. You know, social media is still on the rise and it's very, very popular today. And a lot of young people are making careers and making serious money through, you know, just becoming popular on social media. And all routes to become successful take hard work. So again, just believe in yourself and know that you have the potential to, again, choose whatever path you'd like to choose or become whoever you want to be. If you want to be a TikTok star, great. If you want to be a doctor, great. It doesn't matter what route you choose. You just have to believe in yourself and believe that you can put in the hard work. And so kind of along the lines of this, jot down some things that interest you or that you love doing, like activities you love doing. And that will kind of help you also to maybe discover who you are, discover what you want to do with your life and where you want to go in terms of your career path. And then also my third piece of advice too is just to meditate, to learn to come to terms with the fact that there are many things in life that we can't predict or we can't control necessarily. And that's okay. I think stepping into the unknown is such a natural fear for humans, even just thinking about the future and the unknown. But have comfort that, again, you have endless potential to become who you want to be. And that should kind of fuel you to pursue whatever you choose to pursue. So kind of... Go with the flow, trust the process, and just be grateful for all that you are and all that you have. And again, this endless potential and these endless possibilities that you do have. And again, for all of my potentially new listeners out there, I explained in my first episode that I am no professional. I am no psychologist, psychiatrist. You know, um, I really haven't experienced too much of this existential anxiety that I I'm trying to provide guidance for. So this is just the best advice that I can give. You know, definitely um, go to a professional if you are experiencing existential anxiety on a regular basis. But this is just something, some little small piece of wisdom from just a college student here that I can give you to help you possibly cope with this type of anxiety. So I want to move on to the next question or I guess kind of a suggestion, maybe. Um, I just got, give us advice on being more open with posting and sharing on social media. First of all, I want everyone to know, and especially the person who sent me this question, is don't feel pressured 
to post and share things on social media if that's not who you truly are or if that's not something that you're completely comfortable with. Personally, for me, I'm more of an open book when it comes to my day-to-day life. So probably on my personal Instagram, I would post on my story between... I don't know, on average five to 10 times a day. 10 is kind of a lot, but if I share a lot of inspirational quotes or other posts, then that counts as one. But I like to share what I'm doing on a regular basis, but that's just me. That's what I'm personally comfortable with. But if that's not you, then don't feel any pressure to do it. But if you do want to start sharing, I would suggest start small. Let's say like, If you make a really good sandwich and you want to share that sandwich, like if you want to share a picture of this really good tasting sandwich and possibly even good looking sandwich, you know, post a picture, post it up on Instagram or post it on your Instagram story, whatever feels more comfortable for you. Or let's say also if you have like a funny or inspirational story to share, Or if you just want to let your family and friends know kind of what's been going on in your life and what you're doing, you know, what you're working towards and what you've accomplished so far, just write a little something on Facebook if you have Facebook. I think for younger generations, Instagram is probably the most popular social media account or social media platform. So I would say just focus on sharing small things throughout the day. And it doesn't have to be anything personal either. Share, you know, a picture of your food or a picture of a really nice sunset that you see, you know, on your trip to wherever, you know, start small and just always go to your comfort level and don't feel the need to share a lot either. Just share whatever makes you happy and makes you smile and you will get reactions and responses from people who you know, obviously, who follow you, that resonate with what you're sharing. That's kind of the beauty of social media is to share things that would make other people's day or make other people smile or even just, again, with the Facebook, let your family and friends know what you're doing if they don't see you on a regular basis. And also, I just want to put this out there to always be cautious of what you post because for me especially... As someone who's going to graduate college in two months and someone who's trying to look for a full-time job, employers are watching you. So I want to stress that a lot and just make sure to always be cautious of what you post. If you are questioning whether this is appropriate to put out there or not, most likely it won't be. So just want to put that out there. The next submission that I received was about me giving advice to any girl in college. Now, college is pretty tough, depending on, I guess, the type of student you are and where you go to college, but it can be really, really fun. I would say personally for me, the past five years that I've spent at my university have been some of the most impactful and honestly fun and memorable years of my life, for sure. So my advice to everyone, first off, not just women, is to get involved. Find out what clubs or organizations your school has to offer and just find a few that sound interesting to you, no matter what they are. My college has a lot of clubs, but we're a big school, so I know not every school is going to have 
a lot of options out there. But if there aren't a lot of options for clubs and organizations, or if there are none at all, there are usually some cool, and I would say most of the time free, events that are happening on your campus, whether those may be through your student union or just your college or department in general. Or honestly, if there's none of that either, just kind of get to know your classmates when you're put into teams or groups in class. Just because college is all about really finding your people, finding the people who you resonate with, who have similar interests and values and personalities as you do. Also remember too, you become like the people who you hang out with. So it's really important to find people who get you, I guess, in a sense, and who you just click with right off the bat. Now, for girls especially, I would say never doubt your worth, never doubt your intelligence, and honestly, just never be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help means that you want to make sure you have clarification on something and that you're not just going to let something fly over your head. You know, know your worth and know that you are smart. I mean, hey, you got into college, so that's, that's, there you go. I mean, you are smart because you're here, you know, you're going through the college experience. And also, of course, I would say the corporate workforce is dominated by a lot of males. So I want women to remember also exactly that. Just know your worth. Know that you do have something valuable to contribute in your college class group, in your future executive board meeting. Always make your voice heard. That is extremely important because, let's face it, I mean, again, it's very male-centric, dominated by men. So women need to make sure that their voices are heard. But again, just be careful with the people who you hang out with. There are all different types of people out there in college. But again, that's kind of the beauty is that you can find people who are your people or who are your tribe, a lot of people say. Hang out with the ones who are similar to you. Hang out with those good people that you feel are very genuine and supportive and just kind people. A lot of friendships are built in college. A lot of my friendships have been built throughout my five years here. And also, just trust your gut. You know, especially as women going through dating experiences or going to, you know, parties and whatnot. If you feel like something is off, do something or say something. Get out of that situation. Or even if you're comfortable, confront the person who is making you feel uncomfortable. Again, always know that you have a voice and voices need to be heard. But overall, in a nutshell, I guess for everyone, pay attention, take a lot of notes you know, in your classes, that's very important to succeed. Take a lot of notes and just enjoy your college experience because no matter how many years you attend college, it's going to go by just like that, just like high school was probably for a lot of you, you know, so just enjoy it. It's a wonderful experience and I guarantee that you will get a lot, not only just in education from your college experience, but you'll gain a lot of other friendships and relationships and connections especially to help you in the real world in the workforce once you graduate 
The next question I got here was, how to gain trust in new relationships when you've been cheated on and lied to in the past? And how do you work to let go of those notions and ideas that all men act in a certain way? These are two powerful questions. And honestly, this is something that I'm working through too. You know, it's it's tough because there are so many reasons to think that men are just bad news. And just as you said, act in a certain way. Like they all want to hook up. Yes, some men are just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am type of guys. But not every guy is like that. And it's hard to see just because of our clouded perceptions of the whole entire male population. So this is something that I asked my personal therapist about as well. And she advised me to be more open with my male friends. I have a few good male friends that I feel like I can say whatever to and just be myself with. And they genuinely care about me as a person. You know, so try to be more open with your male friends. And also think about other good men in your life. Whether that may be like male relatives or family friends, perhaps. And it's definitely hard to heal from situations where, of course, you've been cheated on and lied to in the past. I've been involved with a few people in the past who just wanted to be physical and didn't even entertain the idea of any type of commitment in any capacity. So it does take time. It does take some personal healing And we honestly have to go through all the weeds to find the flower at the end. The next question I received was, therapy and professionals don't work for everyone, but do you think everyone should try it at least once? Y-E-S, yes. (laughs) I emphasize this in almost every single episode, but you know what? Talking to a professional does not mean that you are weak. It does not mean that you are a sissy. You are actually powerful for seeking therapy because being vulnerable is such a hard thing to do and it takes a lot of self-realization and strength to just open up to someone, a stranger, you know? And if you don't think therapy is for you, I would say try to implement some other self-care routine where you can think and reflect on what's going on in your mind without any distractions. You know, you can read, you can meditate, you can journal, go on a hike, paint. I mean, there are so many different ways to be in stillness and work on things internally to become a more emotionally mature and self-assured individual. The next question that I have here is, How do you deal with letting go of traumatizing situations? Now, this is always tough. Of course, no matter what type of traumatizing situation you've been through. But I did come up with a few things to help you out. First, I would say allow yourself to experience the negative emotions that you feel. A lot of times when we go through, let's say, a breakup or when someone we love passes we tend to kind of put up a wall or put on a mask to sort of hide or suppress our sadness, our grief, and our general pain from other people. But allow yourself to feel everything you need to feel because those feelings are normal. 
you know, we, we have to grieve. We, we have to, again, kind of a similar thing, you know, pick through the weeds to get to the flower. We have to experience those negative emotions and kind of get through them. That is a normal process for humans. And kind of on a similar note too, just remember to be kind to yourself. You've been through a lot and you are in the process of healing from this trauma. We need to be kind to the parts of us that need to recover. And we need to nurture these parts of us so that they can become whole again. And also too, just have patience and go at your own pace. Healing can take a lot of time. And even if your traumatic experience was two months ago or two years ago, just know that you are allowed to take your time and go at your own pace within your own recovery process. Another thing I thought of too is to build your kind of internal safety blanket by either meditating or writing or reciting positive affirmations. Those things kind of help to build your inner strength and your self-confidence. And eventually you'll be able to kind of have your own back in a sense and sort of feel safe within yourself. There could be triggers that you may accidentally stumble upon, you know, in your daily life, whether that may be encountering a certain person, going to a certain place, or seeing something on social media, for example. Just try to avoid these triggers as best as you can when you are in this healing process. But eventually you'll become stronger and you'll have already gone through those negative emotions. You'll have already gone through all of the pain that you need to feel from this traumatizing situation. And then you'll be able to somewhat handle possible triggers that you may see, hear, or experience out in the world. Lastly, I just want you to know that there are people out there who do care about you and love you, like me. (laughs) And there are people out there who you could talk to, loved ones, or even seek a professional if you feel comfortable with doing that. Just know that you are not alone in this process and don't be afraid to ask for help. Again, asking for help is a sign of strength, not a sign of weakness. So the next question here is, do you think waiting for someone is worth it if you both truly believe that you're meant for each other? I think this definitely depends on the situation and the type of people involved in this relationship. You know, of course, I'm not sure what the specific situation is, but I do believe that if you're willing to wait for someone, and if you both believe that you are meant for each other, then yeah, honestly. But of course, make sure that you are secure in the fact that you two are meant for each other. If this is kind of a long distance type of situation, or one person is focusing on other things in their life right now, and they don't really have the time or maybe emotional capacity for a relationship, and maybe you aren't sure if this person is meant for you, then you or they might become impatient, might be tired of waiting in the long run. So just make sure that you two have a solid foundation and are both willing to be in this long haul together. The last question I got here was, what inspires you? Which is a great question. (laughs) 
So it kind of depends. I guess what inspires me to do all the things that I'm doing is the fact that I have the power to be and do whatever I want to do. I know that my potential is limitless. I have the power to do good in the world and to help spread kindness to others. So why not do that? I feel like through this podcast, I am kind of fulfilling this wish that I have in my life to help other people become more positive and help spread kindness to other people. So, I mean, that's pretty much the whole reason that I'm doing this. You know, kindness inspires me. Other people inspire me, you know, to become all that I can be. I know I've said this before in a previous episode, but you know, someone who comes to mind to me in the positive light is Michael Jackson, you know? He inspires me to kind of do good in the world and inspires me to create an impactful legacy and to kind of leave the world better than how I found it. So other people inspire me. Human interactions inspire me. I would say mainly the experiences and interactions that I personally go through myself and that I go through with other people are what inspire my wisdom and guidance and advice to you all. I think that we can all learn from each other in a sense. No matter what our relationship is with another person, we can learn from that person. And I always think too, how can I improve? How can I become a more kind, accepting, and inclusive person? In what ways can I inspire my lovely audience to become more positive people? These are the type of things that I think about not only with my podcast, but with my own personal development and growth. How can I improve? How can I become a better person myself? And how can I inspire others with my personal experiences? I think the fact that there is always room for improvement inspires me. And I think that should inspire you out there as well, listener. I think that should inspire you that there's always room for improvement. There's always something that we could be doing to help make us more strong, more confident, more resilient people. Ultimately, we should be the inspiration to ourselves and just know that, again, our potential is limitless. We have the capacity, the ability to be whoever we want to be. I mean... Isn't that just inspiring in itself? The possibility, the future, the unknown, although it may be scary, like I said earlier, there is just so much excitement that can come from thinking about all that we can be. And of course, I wanted to end today with a quote from The Little Book of Happiness by Alison Davies that I have, and honestly, it has a lot of quotes and little helpful tips that I'll probably even use in future podcast episodes. So the quote that I pulled for today is, the beautiful spring came, and when nature resumes her loveliness, the human soul is apt to revive also, by Harriet Ann Jacobs. I think that this quote definitely relates to a lot of things that we talked about today, just in the sense that it's really important to take time out for yourself to take time to meditate, to journal, do whatever you need to do to reflect on where you're at now and where you want to be in the future. 
We're all changing. We're all growing. No matter what age you're at, we're still learning new things every single day. And also, I think this relates to kind of the time that we're in now. Since it's officially spring, it says here, the beautiful spring came. You know, when the climate gets warmer, when the sun comes out more, I think that's really when our human soul revives and comes to life once again. We feel happier. We feel lighter. We feel kinder in a sense when spring and summertime roll around. So again, it's definitely important to make sure that we feed our soul. We spend time in nature. We meditate. We do all of these things that we need to do that feed our soul, no matter what that may be for you. And that will help us become more kind and genuine and caring individuals. So I want to thank everyone who submitted a question. And again, if I didn't get to your question today, I have saved it for future use for future podcast episode topics. So I will be bringing up those questions when applicable. If you have any questions for the next Ask Scats segment, or if you have any suggestions for a future episode topic, you can always email me at scatschats at gmail.com. We are also on Instagram and Facebook at scatschats. And also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to. And please write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps to suggest our podcast to other listeners who listen to similar mental health podcasts. And I want to give a special thanks and shout out to my friend Val, who has been helping us with all of our social media. Thank you so much, girl. And that's it. That's it for the April episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And I will see you in May for another episode of Scats Chats. Take care, stay kind, and have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Scats Chats. If you'd like to request a topic of discussion, head over to our website at www.scatschats.com. The Scats Chats logo is designed by NK Arts, and our theme song is written and produced by Daddy Lackis.